How's it going, everyone? This is Brad Williams with Over 40 Fitness Hacks, the podcast where I help the over 40 crowd fight the aging process without giving up their social life. Uh, in this episode, I have another fellow personal trainer coming from Philadelphia, Justin McClintock with Feel Strong Fitness and Feel Strong Fitness Podcast. In this episode, we talk about some of his ways of training and how he solves bigger problems and some of the people with bigger issues, uh, whether it be uh, setbacks, chronic pain, or whatever ailments they have. He likes to have the tough cases, and it's cool to have someone like that on the show. Let's hear what he has to say. So uh, Justin McClintock is the founder and head coach of Feel Strong Fitness. He's uh, over there in uh, Philadelphia and uh, also does online coaching as well as personal training. And uh, as my audience always know, for the first episode, we always want to kind of get to know you you know, why you got into what you're doing, what you're passionate about, and some of your experiences. So I'll let you take it away, Justin. I appreciate it. So the summary is I've been a fitness professional for over a decade. I came in through kind of the functional fitness space, CrossFit, things like that. Started group training, realized relatively quickly that it wasn't my greatest passion. I really like solving finer problems, more particular problems for people started doing personal training, started doing some individual programming, online stuff, and have been refining that more and more to where I am now, which is doing a lot of solving higher, what I think of as higher level problems for people, chronic pain, big setbacks, things like that. Very cool. So is a lot of your stuff online training more than the the typical brick and mortar nowadays, I'm assuming, you know, post COVID? Even before COVID, but certainly now, I'm probably 70, 75% online, 25% in-person. The in-person stuff is limited. One, you have to be in Philadelphia. So that's sadly not everybody on the planet. And I strongly believe that a coach can only be useful about 20 or 25 hours a week in person. And once you sail over that, you're probably either headed toward burnout and or delivering lower quality work. So frankly, I just don't have that many open spots. So depending on your needs and wants and what kind of a fit you are, you might be a good fit for in-person or online. Yeah. What What is kind of your background? I was looking on your uh, website and you had a whole list of certifications. I couldn't memorize all of them and throw them out there. So let, I figured let you talk about them. Yeah, I've got a pile of certifications. I mean, I, I as I said, I came through the functional fitness as the pile of CrossFit stuff. Uh, I'm also an Olympic weightlifting coach. So I have a, a pile of those. Uh, the ones that I found most useful in the past few years are uh, all, all around a company called Active Life, mm-hmm. uh, which is I'm also what's called an Active Life professional. And it's a lot of work around that chronic pain stuff. Like, how do you work with connective and soft tissue issues? How do you actually create more range of motion, not just for the next 15 minutes, like with a band or a lacrosse ball, but where, you know, someone is running and their back always hurts when they run. And the issue is their rectus femoris is a little bit short. That quad muscle is pulling on their hip, actually changing and lengthening that muscle. So now they can run without pain for the first time in 10 years, which is someone I, I just had someone like that two months ago. Yeah. So like you were saying, most of your people are coming with chronic injuries or are just coming back in to the fitness world. What about, do you, do you uh, coach any athletes or anything like that? Are you kind of more geared to the over 40 crowd like me? I'm more geared toward the over 40 crowd slash people who have had these big setbacks. I do have a few younger people who work with me, but they've also had significant setbacks. They really jacked their shoulder up or they were a dancer for 15 years, but they started when they were six. So they're not that old, but they have a bunch of hip, leg and back things going on. 
Uh, I, I have a few athletes. Honestly, I'm, I'm a little bit picky about the athletes I work with because I don't find it. I don't always find it the most inspiring or compelling work and other coaches I know are better at it. So yeah. I always tell people, I will talk to anyone. I'm happy to give anyone a free consult. If I don't think you're a great fit, I'm not just going to say, no, thank you. I'm going to refer you to someone who I actually think is a good fit for you. Yeah, that was kind of the thing with me too in my training career is I could get someone up to a really nice athletic level, but by like sophomore year of high school, then you know I kind of felt bad because there was other trainers that were specific uh, athletic trainers and specific to that exact sport. I just, you know, I couldn't just train someone just to take their money. I had to pass them on to the right person. So I'm with you on that one. Yeah, 100%. I have someone right now who's basically a powerlifter, and I was getting ready to refer them to my powerlifting coach friend until they said, and my shoulders never moved right, and I can't put my arm overhead, and I have to sleep on my side at night, and I don't know what to do. And I said, oh, you have my interest again. All right, let's talk about this. And we are doing a bunch of work to get him freaky strong, but he's very coachable, and we're spending a ton of time working on these these slightly challenging, what I think of as like slightly higher level issues. Yeah. And that's the thing too, you can work with the client on one issue and then, you know, their specialty, refer them out and there's nothing wrong with two different trainers working on the same person. That's, you know, some trainers in, in my world, it's so focused on, no, this is my client. No one gets to talk to them or touch them. It's like, that's not in the best interest of the client. So I'd never, I never, I was a gym owner, so I would never refer to those people because they're not looking out for the best interest of the client. So it's not for the best interest of the client or the coach. Like truly, that's such a scarcity mindset outlook. If you actually want the best for the client and be the best for all your clients, then if they're a good fit for you and you're good at it, do that work. The moment something is outside of your scope and specialty, you will, nothing builds more credibility and trust, I strongly believe, than saying, I don't know, let me find out, I'm gonna ask my colleague. You do that and you come back, you're like, actually, you should go see my colleague. They do pelvic floor physical therapy. They're really good at it and they have an opening next week. I, I can't do any of that. That's so outside of my scope. I can't put my hands on you, uh, nor would I. I can't do any of this work. You will build so much credibility by referring people to the good people, like build that network of other professionals yeah. and other coaches and other trainers, refer people to them, and that will blow that client's mind. Even if they don't work with you for the next 16, 20, however many weeks, they're likely to come back and they're going to tell other people how you sent them to the perfect person. The other side of that is that pelvic floor physical therapist is going to be like, what was Justin doing back. with you? Oh, that's almost perfect. Oh, I, you know, I, I talk to medical professionals all the time who would love to refer to trainers, but they don't trust them. They don't know any personally, and they generally don't trust the industry. And frankly, I get it. So if they can get a name or two that they trust, suddenly people start pouring in. Yeah. And for the last uh, eight or nine years, I've been part of a lot of network groups, building that trust with a bunch of people. And that's what a lot of my clients always come to me for, for those referrals. And you know, not just for the physical therapists and chiros, like financial planners and lawyers and all that kind of stuff, because they trust you on everything and they trust your judgment. So that's, I'm on the same wavelength as you on that one. Yeah, being able to make those people connections is giant and that and your, your network is your net worth. It really is true. Yeah. Well, Justin, uh, how does my audience get a hold of you if they're interested at all? And as well as your podcast, Feel Strong Fitness Podcast, uh, you know, obviously, I just said the podcast, but what about all your uh, other social handles or website? What's the best way to get a hold of you? 100% Feel Strong Fitness Podcast everywhere your podcasts are sold. We are most active on Instagram at Feel Strong Fit. Uh, it's Feel Strong Fit on most of the socials, but Instagram is where we spend maybe an embarrassing amount of time. The website is feelstrong.me. If you want more information, 
pricing, you want to fill out an intake form, all of that stuff is on the website. Awesome. And as always, my audience knows I'll put all that in the podcast description so they don't have to sit there and write it down while they're in the car. It'll I all be click, it. click, clickable links. But uh, Justin, uh, thank you so much for being on the show and I uh, hope we'll get you back on here one day. I look forward to it. Thanks for having me.